Ooh, welcome back to Marenstein's Wordstock. My name is Kayla Marenstein, and as always, I am your host. Uh, I have no guest on today. It was just me, and we. I'm going to talk about fantasy football. And one of the biggest questions every year in fantasy football, is there a real running back dead zone? Most years, the answer is yes. This year, the answer is no. And I will get into this right now. So... Let's start from the beginning. There's a cutoff, and we, we're not sure where it is. You know, you could say the cutoff is Zeke at running back 16, Montgomery at 17, Akers at 18, Resaw at 19. I think past Resaw definitely is. But let me just mention these guys that some people could say yes, they are in the dead zone. Some people could say no. I don't think they are because I like these players, but a lot of years, maybe they are in the dead zone. Zeke, our people are calling classic dead zone running back. But a classic dead zone running back is an old guy, just like Zeke, but differently, had a bad season last season, was the running back 25, and now you're just expecting him to approve just a little bit because he's good. He used to be good. Or even stay the same, maybe get one place first. Zeke finished last year at running back 6. That is crazy. I know he played 17 games, but now you're drafting him at running back 16. This is the highest I've seen him all the time. He's rising. If he gets up to running back 12, probably going to stay away. But at this spot, the upside he has on every given week, he will be consistently getting the carries and doing what he does. 12, 13 points. And you can just rely on it. You don't have to worry. He's always in your lineup. As a running back 2, it's a steal. I'm expecting him to fall even to running back 20, running back 19. ADP. Let me check his ADP. But it's just I don't understand why he's going this far down. Running back six last season. He's going to be consistent. The only thing that could happen, no injuries. We haven't seen any injuries. He was injured last season. So the question is if he completely falls off. And maybe there's a train where there's a chance that he falls off. But they're still going to give him targets, I believe, even if he falls off. He's going to be a running back to for sure. I bet a million dollars on that. I'm not sure he'll be better than where he's being picked. I think he is going to be because he's going to fall back. I'm around running back 16. But he's going to finish running back two no matter what happens. And the other guys here, I can't. I can't say that for those guys. I can't even say that for Swift, who's going a lot earlier. Can't say that for McCaffrey, who's the running back too, because of the injury questions. He has less questions than everyone else. Maybe he takes a bust, but then they still want to give him carries. It, I, I keep saying the same thing. You are being gentle about Zeke. Just pick him. He's been the best. He's been good every year. Maybe he wasn't great last year, but he was still the running back six. Just remember he was the running back six. He is better than than where he's being picked. And it's just it's just wrong. But let's move on to the next player. Um which is David Montgomery. This player is a dead zone running back. Finished last season, running back twenty for points per game. And now no, running back 14 for points a game now being picked. And running back 17. Sorry for the incorrection. And now, you're expecting him to get worse. 
You know what? I said that wrong. Because, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I agree with these people. He's going to get worse. He had a great season last season. He's going to get worse. It's indefinite that he's going to get worse. It's not a chance he gets better. He had a great season last season. He's not getting better than that. So there's no upside. He could be running back 15, running back 16. But he could also be running back 45. He's Zeke, but with a lot of downside. And he's being picked right next to Zeke. It just doesn't make sense. You could put him in the top 20. I don't even because I, I'm too nervous that he's going to completely blow up in my face. It's such a bad offense. They're going to be throwing more because they're so bad. It's just not the place you want to be. After that, it's Cam Akers. Running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Last season came back from an Achilles injury and did not look good. This is a new season. Just just remember that. Well let's move. Just 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 remember that, okay? Think of it. Dave, well, let's go back to David Montgomery. I said before he was the running back twenty last season, running back fourteen for points per game. But that was eleven points per game. You don't want that on your roster. He had good games. He had bad games. He just has bust potential, and he's not going to be better than that. He's not going to be that good. There's going to be better running backs. Not on that. But let's move on from that. Let's move on from Zeke. Let's move on from Montgomery. Montgomery, I'm out on. Zeke, I'm in on. Similar situations, but Montgomery has a lot, a lot of downside. Zeke, he's still going to get the carries, no matter what happens. I'm not threatened by Kikil Hurt for David Montgomery. But if Montgomery does fall off, yeah, there is a problem. If Montgomery does get injured again, yes, there is questions. Every running back takes a fall off, and it could happen to Montgomery this year. Of course, he could happen too. But they're always still going to give Zeke the carries. Moving on to Akers. Last season, towards the Achilles, didn't play a season. Now you're betting on him to take over the role, be great, Okay, let's bet on that. The Rams have always had good running backs. Todd Gurley. Now it's Cam Akers' turn. Cam Akers should, should, should be able to do this. He's a talented, talented running back. And you put him in a situation that is great. They're going to be winning a lot of games. He's going to run the football 15, 20 times a game. He's talented back. You're giving that many carries and five on the line. He's going to be a running back that you can rely on week in and week out. Yes, there is a downside where he does not not get good. And he didn't recover from the Achilles injury. Good. And there is downside. It's a similar story to Montgomery. But there's a lot more upside. He could be the running back one. He could be the running top five. He has so much upside that it's so fun to watch him. I'm so excited to see how Akers turns out. I would take Zeke over him just because for running back two, I kind of want a consistent guy. If I go throw a dart on someone early, maybe it's Henry. I want a guy I can rely on, and that's Zeke. But sure, if I want to take a, if I want to take another guy because I took a, a relying guy like Najee in the first round, sure, I'll go take a, a shot on Akers. 
But now we move in to the running backs that are definitely in the dead zone. We're going to talk about, is there a real dead zone? Let me just list off the running backs after this. Starting from Beast Hall, Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Eliza Mitchell, Jacob Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, Miles Sanders, and Damian Harris. This is Tier 4, Kansas Vikings, for the fan, for fantasy pros. And this is the dead zone. But is it a real dead zone, as always? Brees Hall? People are all in on. I'm not. No. But he's not a dead zone running back. He's a rookie. He has upside. Maybe he is on the Jets, and he's probably going to share carries with Michael Carter beginning of the season. There's no – I'm not interested in Brees Hall. Don't pick him because he's going to be sharing carries most likely. He's, he's – I don't know how good he is. I'm, I'm not – I don't – I can't – I can't buy by a second. I don't know. Uh, not a first-round running back that early. It's too early for my blood. But it's not a dead zone running back, same as Gibson. Gibson's not going to be that bad as he comes in at 20 right after Reese Hall. Gibson's not going to be this bad. This is what I think about Gibson going into this season. They drafted Brian Robinson. Antonio Gibson already is not going to have that third down work. Now, when he fumbles a lot, and he has a bad game, and he's fumbling, Brian Robinson is coming and taking a little bit. They did that with their last running back, Patterson, last year. could see more of that next year. He could be very, very inconsistent on a game-to-game basis. But once it's all said and done, he'll finish around where he's being drafted. Sure, I'll take him if he has that upside on a given week. Does he have that upside? Yeah, probably. Gibson, sure. He's going to be okay at the end of the season. He'll still be there. Brees Hall can bust. He can. These are running backs with upside. They're not old running backs. Gibson is not old. Brees Hall is not old. Cam Akers is not old. These are not dead zone running backs. These are flex players, second running backs. These are players with upside. This is players with downside. This is not a dead zone. So now that we sort that out, let me sort around the other players. See, third dead zone running backs, and in my mind. Let's start off with Travis Etienne, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is going to be sorted out. He's going to be moving up and down with news about James Robinson. I'll see. Training camp, we'll see. If he's starting the season, we'll see. In preseason, how he does. It's a lot. I think he'll be passed to a ton. I think Trevor Lawrence will pass to him a ton. I think he will be a target getter. I'm not sure about the running. They're going to be up. They're going to be down a lot, a lot. That means passing a lot, a lot. And if James Robinson is able to come back, you're sharing a time on a bad offensive, bad offensive line on a team that's not going to run, and you're sharing it with another running back. That could maybe be eight, nine t- carries a game once Robinson returns, a couple targets, nine, ten points. Sometimes he scores a touchdown and maybe he gets – I don't know, 14, 15. But it'll normally be scored 7, 8. He's not going to be exciting to have when Robinson's in the lineup. 
So that's why you've got to think about it. When Robinson's out, he can get 15 carries. He can get eight receptions. He can be a monster. He can take in everything. He can be running back 12 in the top 12 when Robinson's out. And at the end, he's not going to be up there. He's going to be, you're going to be, it's going to be tough to start him by the end of the season. You're going to be, he's going to finish running back 30, running back 35, running back 33. Those are going to be his finishes late in the season. Do you want to pay that price where you have the beginning of the season, he's very good, he's talented, he can win games. In the end of the season, you're having trouble playing him. He's not going to win you season because winning the season means great playoff run, great fantasy playoff run. That's not happening for Travis Etienne because James Robinson is going to be in the lineup by then. Unless James Robinson is traded this offseason, this season, next four fantasy drafts, I'm out on Etienne. But again, he is not a dead zone running back. He's going to be a good running back in the beginning. He's going to be a bad running back in the, in the end. It's simple as that. I know what will happen with ATN. You might be shocked when it happens. You'll be like, oh, ATN's amazing. Oh, he just fell off. He's not good anymore. He's still good. They just have another running back that's also really good. ATN, not a dead zone running back. Not in, though, because he's not going to win you a season, and you're in trouble playing him late in the season. And you're picking him as your running back, too. Does It's just all... Scrappy. Josh Jacobs after this, I'm always out on. I, I was in one year. He's never been that good. He's never been a league winner. Um he's been okay, but this year they're gonna run more. He's never a pass catcher. He's no upside. It's just like he's not gonna catch the ball in first and second. Okay, that's simple, that's fine. A lot of running backs don't. Then what does he do? He I don't know. They're going to pass more with Adams, for sure, I think. I I just don't. I'm not in. I'm not in. I'm sorry. Not in on Josh Jacobs. He's just older. He, ugh, I'm out. Does not catch the ball. They're going to throw more. He's never going to play third downs. It's just not it. And he finished last season running back 14 for average points. This season being drafted as running back 20. That is good. But there is a problem. He cannot be the running back 14 again. He cannot. He is going to get worse. He's not getting more talented. He's not getting more carries. He's getting less carries. He's getting less talented. It's a drop ball. Maybe it isn't as much of a drop-off to running back 20. Maybe it's a running back 17, 18, 16. It's the highest he can get. Most he can get is where he falls off and there is none. It's a similar story to Montgomery. There's a lot of players in the dead zone like this. He is a dead zone running back. Montgomery's a dead zone running back. If you had put these two players in the dead zone last year, there would be no questions that there's a dead that there's not a dead zone. These players are dead zone players. The other guys aren't. Jacobs has no upside. That's a dead zone running back. You're picking him with no upside with nothing to do. He's not gonna be that good. He has time. He can bust at any moment. It's just like 
it's it's a bomb that can blow you up at any moment, but it can't blow up your opponents. It can kill you at any moment and hurt you, but it will never help you. You can't use it to help you. You can stay there forever, you don't know. But it could also blow up. It's a bad thing to have on your team. A bomb is a bad thing to have on your team. Even if it might never blow up. But the chance of it blowing up, and no chance of it blowing up on the other side, that's basically what it is. You're drafting a bomb that might explode on you, and if it doesn't, it does nothing. Just like sits there and gets you an average point. Just adds like 10 points to your team. Whatever. That's who. That's what he is. But let's move on from that. Eliza Mitchell. Committee shared. I feel like there's always a San Fran running back here. You know, Raheem Mostert, whoever. Trey Sermon might have been drafted this high last season. I don't know. But this year, it's Eliza Mitchell. Could it be a committee... Share of the season. Yes, it could be. Probably will be. Mitchell's good. Mitchell's talented. But he's similar. He has the bus potential. Does he have that much of an upside? He is another dead zone running back. So the more I think about it, maybe there is a dead zone. But a lot of these players that are still smushed in aren't. You know, like Antonio Gibson, Brace Hall, Travis Etienne, they're, they're pushed in the middle of the David Montgomery and the Josh Jacobs, and the Elijah Mitchell. They're all kind of pushed in. There's, like, those guys that, like, no, we're not dead zone running backs. And there's guys that are dead zone running backs. That's how it's going to work. That's how it's working this season. Yeah, that's just how it's going to work this season. There is some. Every year, there is some dead zone running backs. And when you say there is no dead zone running backs, you're wrong. Because there is some. There's just less. They're not all in the same place. They're sorted out. They mix them up. Eliza Mitchell is a player I have a lot of questions about. And I'm going to do need to do more research about him. He's a confusing player. And we'll get news about training camp, about preseason, how he's being worked, how these other guys. That He's another guy. Pay attention to news about Eliza Mitchell. Pay attention to beat reporters from San Fran, what they say. How's the running back room looking out? And then make the picks. I'll get you back. I'll get you those information. I'll get that information and tell you what it means. Before the draft. Before your fantasy draft. But, as of now, a little confusing. Let's continue. There's four of my players that we want to mention. And starting with J.K. Dominic, who is one of my favorite players. And I'm standing up for this because he is one of my favorite players. For sure. He is upside that can go all the way to running back five. He's such a talented running back. And I am all in invested on the talent. The only thing, not sure I can invest in. It's the injury. I'm scared. I'm scared. And he's another player that he could go up if training camp signs are good and preseason signs are good. He could go up to our running back. 15 being picked. But if he has those news, I believe he is a running back five in the season. He ends up being top five running back. 
if there is no such. But if there's news that there is a setback and there's and he, there's still that injury problems, there was that news though he shot that down. So we'll see. He's still on the pop, so we won't see him beginning training camp. Hopefully we see him over preseason. Hopefully he's back. If he's not back and he hasn't practiced, it's a lot of confusion. Jacob Dobbins is a very confusing player. He's similar to, Ak- to Akers. But I know his talent. And I know he's going to get a lot of carries. So I think it's very similar to Akers. But I think he's the better running back than Akers. The question is, Akers is fully recovered from that injury. He came back, and that was all recovered. Dobbins still working with that ACL. So we'll see about that. You know, if Dobbins had recovered and been back for the playoffs and played one or two games in the playoffs, sure. But he's still working on that injury. He's still on the pop. That's scary. But we'll get more information. And then, he's another player. Look for information. Fantasy, these players, fantasy, you're going to get more information, and then it's going to come clear, oh, this guy's good, this guy's bad. And that's late. Late in the process. By August 20, August 25, when your draft is super close, I'll be like, okay, this is the information we got from training camp, from preseason, what I watched. These are players. Look at. That is big. And this is where we get a lot of those players, as I'm talking. But let's move on from that. A.J. Dillon, another guy that we're going to get more information out of camp, though I hate him. Okay. Why am I picking a running back two that is not the receiving back as my running back two on my fantasy team? It just confuses me. You're expecting him to get enough carries to be a running back two. How many carries do you expect the backers to give? They're going to be down more. They're going to be throwing more. An average team gives 20, 25 carries maybe. Let's say they give 25 carries. 30 carries. Let's be friendly and give them 30. Then Jones, if you're telling me they're splitting, 15 carries for Dylan. And you're expecting me to be great. Maybe he's an end zone guy. Sure, but you're relying on touchdowns. You're telling a guy who might get... Who at best is getting 15 carries. 10 carries really at best. To be a running back two on your fantasy team? It doesn't make sense. He needs a touchdown to do anything good. You're relying on a touchdown. You're like, oh, go score a touchdown. You score a touchdown. You did well. You don't score a touchdown. You did bad. I don't really want that on my fantasy team. There are players like that. Austin Eckers like that, but he scores touchdowns. James Conner's like that, but he scores touchdowns. I'm not sure AJ Dillon's gonna score touchdowns, but at the rate that James Conner scores, at the rate that that Austin Eckler does, no. He's not getting enough carries to do that. They're not getting in the red zone enough for him to do that. I'm fully out on AJ Dillon. But with two players left, Miles Sanders. One of the most confusing players. He got zero touchdowns. I'm going to jump over Miles Sanders because he confuses me like hell. Sorry for that. 
I'm just like, I, I get freaked out when I'm talking about Miles Sanders because he's the most confusing player. Because he could win you a fantasy team, but he could completely lose you your fantasy team. That's the only thing, though. Can he lose you your fantasy team? You're picking him as your flex? Because he's not your flex or a bench player? I could take a look at that. Hopefully he gets more touchdowns and ride with that. The thing is, he's pretty he's fine. He has a bad game when he doesn't score. But he can be okay when he doesn't score. I think he's better than A.J. Dillon. But I'm not sure if I can take him. Definitely not as a running back, too. Maybe as a flex. We'll see. Now let's move on to the last player in the dead zone. Who should not be this low? Damian Harris finished up running back 12, four points per game last season. Dominated. The league. Scored a ton of touchdowns. And is on a team that runs the football a lot, a lot, a lot. He's going to get a ton of carries. He can take a step back from last season. He's still going to be better than running back 27. This is ludicrous. If he's not better than running back 27, I will be shocked. He will be better than A.J. Dillon, and I have a fact on that. I would bet any single person on that. Damien Harris will finish with more points than A.J. Dillon. Damien Harris will average more fantasy points than A.J. Dillon. Damien Harris will get more fantasy points than A.J. Dillon because he's already got those touchdowns that A.J. Dillon needs. He already got those carries that A.J. Dillon needs. He's going to do what people think A.J. Dillon's going to do. Think about it. You're like, oh, A.J. Dillon just needs to score a lot of touchdowns, get some more carries, um, and be a tough running back and a good running back. Okay, who scores a lot of touchdowns? Damian Harris. Who gets a lot of carries? Damian Harris. Maybe not. Who shares a backfield? Damian Harris. A little less than A.J. Dillon, though. He's that number one guy by a decent margin. Who's more talented? Okay, maybe A.J. Dillon. But who gets more carries? Who's going to score more touchdowns? Who's going to be better fantasy running back? Damian Harris! It's crazy. It's it. It blows my mind when people are talking about A.J. Dillon and they don't even mention Damian Harris. Damian Harris is one of the biggest steals because he's in the death zone. No one's going to ever think about picking him. And they're be like, ugh, pick him? And you could trade him for after the draft for nothing. He is such a steal that it seems unfair to pick him. But my request to all of you listening Pick Damian Harris. From all these running backs, Damian Harris is my favorite for where he's going. I like Akers. If he's even count. I like Zeke a lot. But does he even count? 
I'm fine with Gibson. But I can put Harris as a top 20 running back. I do have Harris as a top 20 running back. He will finish as a top 20 running back. Head of Dylan, head of Jacobs, head of ATN, head of Gibson, head of Hall, head of Sanders. Maybe not ahead of Dobbins. But it's high, it's close. Matter on what happens to Dobbins. I don't care what training camp says, because it's gonna be the same as last year. Damien Harris is a great running back. He's gonna get a lot of carries and a lot of touchdowns. Damien Harris is a steal, and just remember that with the more I talk. Thank you for listening. To the Marinstein Sports Talk. My name is Kayla Marinstein. And um, this was, we broke down the running back dead zone and explained is there a running back dead zone? This is a fantasy football podcast, as always. Um, and goodbye from Marinstein Sports Talk.